Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Expanse. We're a little late this week. Unexpectedly had some babysitting duties, but we are here to talk about another excellent episode entitled Azure Dragon, the second episode of the sixth season, written by Daniel Abraham and Ty Franick, directed by Jeff Wolno. I gave the episode a 9.7 out of 10. It was well paced out, which I really enjoyed. I think I have some some book feelings, but it has no bearing on the actual show. It's just my own personal, you know, anytime that you read a material, you love a source material, you sometimes when you when you're confronted with those changes, you can see why they made them. However, there's a little bit of that cognitive dissonance where you're just kind of like, oh, well, um, and in particular, uh, I'm referencing the Monica Stewart aspect of the story, uh, where she's going to be going or doing in this particular season. It's definitely not something that they were doing for Earth. It makes sense for the story that they're they're focusing on right now but i hope within that there is some type of deep dive into belters and their culture and how but it seems as if we're going to focus a lot more on the other side of the coin which is humanizing earthers for other belters where it was very much the other you know that was a james holden idea trying to get earth to stop going after belters and revenge due to marco's actions and they've kind of changed a bit of the trajectory focusing more primarily on how earth is feeling and while once again that makes sense for the show i'm a little sad that i don't get to see more of belter culture as well and it's not to say that we won't but i think that Primarily, I think they've set it up as the focus being on other humans. I'm just mourning not being able to do a do a full comprehensive look into the Belter culture. But other than that, this episode very much played out like it did in the in the books in some ways. Uh, in, in other ways, they definitely condensed it. But it still was a very good episode. It felt like it went by really quickly. I did not write any notes, so we are going to be going by memory. So we start the episode back on Laconia, picking right up with Kara as she runs home. I didn't bring it up last episode, but yes, the the mama songbird, she was poisoned because she gave her part of her protein bar. And mama songbird is dying on the way. When she gets there, she uh, gasps her last breath. Kara is devastated, especially when her mom and dad inform her that, yes, this is why we have to grow our own food here because life on this planet adapted to a different type of environment. So, yeah, what we have is not going to be palatable for them. She's devastated by this news. She feels like it's her fault. The parents have to go to... A meeting leaving their children there though so this is a, a clear indication that these people were here before 
the soldiers got here. Now, remember, if we're going back to Illis, there were a lot of scientific research missions going through the ring gates. It wasn't all just colonists. So they brought their family. And now there's these soldiers here. My guess is the split away from the Martian government that have really taken over the government the governing of this particular planet so they have to go to that meeting but people aren't necessarily happy about it but at least they're protecting them is how they see it she has a younger brother zan who is very much the you have to stay at home kid type of brother so she grabs a drone which she's not supposed to have and she takes a shovel because she's going to go bury the mama bird but she also wants to help get the baby birds back into their nests since so they are left exposed and she wants to rectify that situation she goes back to where the baby birds are she is able to successfully get one of the birds back into the nest using the drone but unfortunately the drone breaks causing her to be even more devastated because now she's in even more trouble she tried to fix her previous situation and now she broke the drone her parents are not gonna be too happy about that and the babies are still stuck so all she can do is try to bury the mama bird but before she's able to do so she sees that strange dog upset she tells it to go away it does not she starts to make herself a grave and the dog runs off with the mama songbird and that is how we end our interaction on Laconia. This is very much playing out exactly uh, frame by frame, uh, page by page of the actual novella. So I'm very excited to see the entire story play out. I'm not sure if people will get <laughs> the full implications here. I hope so. But I've, I've had a few chats where they're like, I don't know if this is important or not. And I'm like, oh, 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 it is. It's, it's, it's totally, totally important. Uh, <laughs> so for the time being, I'm sure this can seem very disconnected. But it is the connective tissue that really, really speaks to the latter half of just how batshit crazy the last three books are. Well, I haven't read Leviathan Falls yet, but I'm pretty sure if it's anything like the other two, we're on a whole different <laughs> plane of possible threats and discoveries. There is an alien aspect to this show that I think sometimes can get forgotten with the more pressing human things going on. But man, do they make a, a, a huge... A huge re-entrance into the into the scene they do mention their project going on in space the parents do so I think all by all I think by now all of us have determined that that is indeed a ship up there we also saw one particular thing that I, I'm gonna point out which is the fact that she almost gets ran over by one of the people in the uh in the jungle one of the the soldiers so to speak it didn't look like a soldier i will say uh and i imagine definitely a different type of vehicle but i would pay attention to that as well so we move on from laconia and where do we go first 
I'm actually not sure. So I'm going to recall what I recall. <laughs> actually, I'm just going to go into order because it's better if I do. I'm going to put the Rossi stuff last. I'm going to go to the drummer part, Tiny next, which I actually think is actually where we did go next. I'm glad she still has the Tynan, even though she lost the DeWalt and the Motang, having Ashford ship. I think that is, it's, uh, it's more than just a symbol. She meets up with <laughs> my new favorite character named Walker. Now the cargo was just Michio. They were going to have him take her to Ceres or to Ganymede. However, Walker points out that Ganymede Station is now under Free Navy. Like they take it over security. This ties to the fact that he's basically robbing his own people of supplies and setting up um, supply depots all around the belt for his free navy. Not for the belter nation so that Medina Station is supplied. That is what he most is concerned about because that's the jewel in his cap. That is what he cares the most for not Ceres, not palace station like you would think after the earthers had attacked palace station as a not only someone who grew up there but as the the head of that army you would be um deploying supplies to the people who need it most but that's not what marco is concerned about i will say the the lack of anyone else being concerned about that within the group of or within the nation that Marco is trying to to uh they've definitely given him a lot more free reign than they did in the books let's just say that um so I don't have to go all deep into it where he doesn't have to account for or rebuttal anyone's concerns over this and they have uh, sandrini on series station but they've pretty much neutered that character and they've given rosenfell a much more prominent speaking role but even that character is i'm wondering what they're going to do there and we'll talk more about that when we get back to marco's ship so back to drummer Walker had asked for a tour. She had declined. However, speaking further with Walker, who says that Marco doesn't like him because he was intimidated sexually. Oh, hell no. I laugh my ass off because that is hilarious. <laughs> and because they are a little bit of uh, two preening guys, I can almost see it. I totally can almost see it. So she realizes that his connection, even though he's Golden Bow, even though he took money for this particular cargo, that he's not necessarily all the way 100% down with what Marco is selling everybody and has admitted to be to skimming off the cargo he is given to the relays. So she's like, oh, you know what? We might have something to talk about after all. She gives him the tour. They discuss further about Golden Bow breaking away and how Marco has given them shit jobs, the ones that are loyal to him or have 
you know, were loyal to him when they broke away because he wants to humiliate them for the fact that uh, their leader did not support him. And she asked, well, why did you support him? Why didn't you break away? And he said, yeah, well, at the moment I got caught up. I got caught up in striking it back at the inners. Like that anger is there. But now that that's passed and the reality has set in, yeah, uh, <laughs> this ain't the guy that we want to, uh, to stand in for us. And then they mentioned about pirating and how it was not what it used to be. You know, it's not pirating just to take from the inners. It's, it was a noble thing to do because it was taking from the oppressor and giving to the, those that needed it. And I love where this is going because now I'm about to get, have the emergence of my pirate queen. So despite wanting her to focus only on her family, she ends up sensing an opportunity, politically brings someone over to her side, comes up with a plan like, oh, there's some others that you're with. Why are we taking scraps? Why don't we just take the food off of his table? And they start smiling because that's exactly what they going to do. Okay, let's get it. This is even better because Michio can now stay with the family. And after their current defeat, the Free Navy, I love when that one guy's like, I really, I love that every Earther hates that name. <laughs> but now we have Belters opposing other Belters opposing this new world, world order that Marco is trying to make for the Belt. Everyone fears him. They don't respect him. They don't all love him. Yes, he's loved by some. But there are there is the beginnings of an assimilation of a um, opposing force against this whole idea and what he plans going forward. So I love seeing that come together. I think that pretty much sums up that story arc. Let's go over to series where Philip is in jail. I'm glad he was arrested. <laughs> Sandrani is, is it Johnny or Drani? I can't remember in the books. But she's not happy that he killed someone on the station and his father is telling him or telling her to let him go because this is a free Navy matter. As if there's a superior class of belters, which is exactly what it is. So not only is he released from the cell, his father has... Not much to say other than here's your gun back and that's what you want me to punish you more you're already a fucking embarrassment I would think that would be enough you fucking bitch why you bully me everyone asking then he talks about how him and sin used to go out every night on palace station they would get drunk they would sleep with different women and then they would be back on the line because they had no one to bail them out so you're gonna go back to work your friend, Johan, I call him Yon all LS episode. <laughs> His friend, Johan, uh, attacked a superior officer. You killed him in self-defense. It's done. There's no repercussions for his actions. 
and he's a little shocked by that you know I'm above the law here by extension of my father who is only protecting me because I'm an extension of him Philip has no one to help guide him his father is just constantly angry with him even Rosenfeld brings that up a little bit later like how long are you gonna pout at your son because people are noticing and you can't talk you can't stop people talking gossip Philip then goes to Johan's room sifts through his things including the leather a leather alligator thing he had on with the blood on it he's definitely struggling with his actions I think he knows that he was wrong but you're a soldier you're a fighter this happened you're supposed to get over it like I'm more disappointed that you're allowing your personal feelings to get caught up in your duty he wants him to just focus on whatever Marco is focused on and that disconnect there between them it's just festering even further Rosenfeld approaches Marco and asks, you know, hey, what, uh, what's going on with Philip? <laughs> she thinks that maybe he needs discipline. You know, put him in, a, in a, a tank for a couple of hours to see if you can swim. My uncle did it to me. We were old school. But Marco does not think that this is a phase. He's like, I need him to be better. I need him to be the man that he should be. Basically, I don't want you to have anything outside of your focus that is on me and the legacy that I'm building so that you can one day take over. And yet there's there's a dispute in that. They're not on the same page. Roosevelt also wonders, you know, what do you do? You love your son or do, is that brought up? Because he does say I love him. So well, what does that mean? He says i need him well what does that mean <laughs> you need him for what you need him to put forth the image that you alone cannot do you're trying to create a monarchy you're trying to create a legacy and philip is an extension of that but he doesn't care about him as a person she brings up maybe it had something to do with his mother he says, well, no, that was his fault because he shouldn't have brought her aboard. And we all lost something. We all suffered because of that. So he's angry with him because he feels that you killed Sin. He feels that because you brought your mother on, she was able to sabotage all my plans of blowing up the Rocinante because that meant anything to his other plans. Even when she walked into the room, he was trying to find a different route to Medina and she brought up like, okay, we already have a good plan in place. Why are you trying to tweak it? Because he's bored. He wants something to do. He's chasing glory. He doesn't care about the, the democracy or the everyday plans, which is why at the end he is so happy to rather hear that um, the successful launch attack of rocks on Earth is no longer feasible and now that there's there's an actual battle to be had he thinks he's going in with this confidence that he is himself this he's 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 fed into his own ego not that he already wasn't <laughs> but i think the chance to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the rosinante to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with james holden oh 
His dick is wet over that. Practically hard throbbing in his pants. Except he doesn't understand that James Holden, her man, is everything that you pretend to be. And going up against someone who actual has who has actual skills and a tactical advantage. That's why Rosenfeld's face wasn't happy when she heard the news. She does offer an olive branch to Philip when he comes over asking if his friend could be Johan compensated for being a free navy soldier she's like uh technically if he had been charged and he would have been discharged uh dishonorably like this is somehow a true military system and everyone is given the same type of treatment but she ends up saying i will allow for you know some some ropes and some fuel pellets to be sent directly to them as compensation he goes and records a message and in the first one, he does very much feel like a kid. Like, it was Joan's fault. He's trying to convince himself of the story. And then the second take, he he pretends to be the man that he isn't. And I think that that's where his psyche is going to split. Because either he is what his father wants him to be, or he is his mother's son. And he realizes, even in that short amount of time with his mother, who's still out there, by the way, that she's willing to die going against the dream that Marco wants for the belt. And he knows because he's seen proof that he can no longer ignore that his mother cares just as much about the belt and has saved more belters than his father. So what do you do when you have two people who say they're for the same thing and you've already committed to one? And you've lost the other. In his mind anyway, right? I slapped you. <laughs> you walked out the airlock. You thought I was going to blow up your family. That's the lasting impression my mother has of me. I genuinely wonder how much Rosenfeld... Like right now we saw that she's a callous person. She's definitely more self-inclined. He even says to her, most people are afraid of me. She says, well, thank you. You know, she has her own autonomy so i'm wondering i mean she's not blindly following marco and so due to that i wonder because she she was way more concerned at the end of this episode that, that they got that core data because i think as long as the numbers are in her favor she can get behind it but i wonder how she'll react and how marco will keep her if he can on his side when things start going not in his favor and we can already see the beginnings of the fracturing right drummer's whole plan a whole nother faction being able to pirate him to get back to the people who he stole from because i'm sure those people are not pleased to know that they're suffering and he literally went there and especially series right He's not only had his son commit crime on the station, they're not helping the station, they're tightening the food and rationing. They said that they're the jewel of the belt, and now the the inners might be coming for them at series, and he's like, we're going to defend it. But what happens if you can't? And then what does that mean going forth? So I, I'm very intrigued on the political aspect in the ship, knowing that there already is some type of 
under rumblings, if you will, between the crew and about the situation playing out between father and son. I'm sure Johan had friends. He seemed like a very friendly person. Somebody's going to want some justice. Like, no one should be above the law. And I think that Belters are very passionate about that shit. So that pretty much wraps up that side of events that I can recall. So let's go over to the Rossi. They are being resupplied by the UNN. And they have a special missions operator that is going to be transferring over. It was very weird to hear Holden call Clarissa Peaches because that just doesn't happen. That is definitely an Amos thing. Maybe hearing it enough times, sure. But hearing that someone is coming on board, he tells her to get to her quarters because she is, and I'm glad it's brought up, a convicted felon that is on the run. <laughs> So many people just forget the fact that Clarissa got crimes against her. And I've already went into it last episode about how they are not the same as a lot of other situations. And I love Clarissa. I do. But people be acting as if people shouldn't be upset about the fact that she's there. <laughs> I saw a lot of comments being like, well, what does Holden say about this? First and foremost, this is not just Holden's ship. He may be the captain, but he is not the only person that has a say in this ship. Believe it or not, Naomi is allowed to feel how she feels, even after <laughs> everything that has happened in this episode. It's going to take time. Why are y'all acting weird? Like, this shouldn't be a journey between the characters, and they should just automatically be like, well, you're Amos's friend now. And as I suspected withholding admitting it he's like yeah i did it as a favor to amos not because i necessarily want you here and clearly by the way she reacted holden this is the first time he's ever actually spoken to her <laughs> in any real capacity while he gets her tucked away he's not happy to hear that there is a mission operator that Abasarala sent without telling him but when he opens the door he's happy to see bobby although he's not particularly happy about what the old lady has planned for them there's a brief moment in a cargo bay where one of the mcrn guys is like i can't believe that we're i mean you know it's good that we're all on the same side and you have <laughs> naomi and amos share a look like yeah we're still not over our harsh words to each other and the reaction last week, as I suspected, towards Naomi, luckily, though, I will say, for the most part, a lot of people were like, look, <laughs> I understand that Amos is our favorite character and, you know, he can do no wrong. He's the Daryl Dixon. Anyone that's close to him by proximity is automatically a fan favorite character. However, stop pretending as if like, it was mind-boggling to me how many people were like, well, she tried to kill Jim. And no one recalled that her ass was in a chokehold <laughs> by this woman. <laughs> and a whole one-on-one -on -one interaction that no one else besides those two in that room had. Like, she tried to kill all of y'all. And Naomi was the only person in the way of that. So it needs, So she needs a little bit more time that's okay so her and amos are not on the same page because 
she's not happy with his decision he's not happy with her decision they're allowed to be mad at each other for these things it doesn't mean they hate each other doesn't mean you need to choose one side over the other doesn't mean you need to find another reason to hate naomi's character because my god she's contrary to all of the other people around her she's a isolationist idea and feeling within her shit that is always the case and has been since day one her people were the oppressed now earth has a has a uh, reason to feel as oppressed as her people she's not against that but now even more so you know they're being taken advantage of and she can't sit there and pretend that i'm okay with bloodlust knowing the bloodlust is for innocent people the same innocent people that y'all want people to feel sorry for on earth that you're doing a whole expose on which is what uh christian has or monica stewart do so i mean it doesn't take much to understand why where naomi is coming from but i feel that there is a lack of interest to get an understanding of what naomi is coming from though there are a few that are jumping out there like come on now don't be ignorant <laughs> or if you are being ignorant you're willfully doing so i wish there was a little bit more from clarissa as i said in last episode i wanted her to look at amos and be like i mean she said in this episode it's okay she's trying to tell i want more effort on her part to get through to amos like yeah i'm glad you're happy i'm here but i'm totally understanding that these people are not and you shouldn't be as i mean i guess in some ways there's a short sighting of amos understanding other people's feelings as much as he cares about clarissa's that is the one thing i will say like i thought it was very weird that amos asked about peaches which that's fine i expected that and he had absolutely no reaction to naomi even if you're upset with her that is still to me that doesn't ring necessarily as true because there is no hierarchy in amos's mind so to try to even infer it in the show made me feel a little certain kind of way but that's only because i'm attached to the books and amos would never but yeah they've definitely changed a lot that i am continuously trying to assimilate um with the reactions because as i stated prior it wasn't naomi she had the cool reaction in the book like yeah whatever it was holden who had the really shitty reaction to clarissa being there but it also ended very much the same way it did in the tv show with him going to her saying this is partially my fault because what ends up happening is they have this mission bobby comes on board they have a discussion about it amos doesn't want to do it he has no interest in joining this war and as a personal trait one can understand like we're not navy people but at the same time it is a little disconcerting to see just how much amos just doesn't give a shit he doesn't give a shit about the bigger picture he's never going to give a shit about the bigger picture he's never going to care about anything that is outside of the people he cares about and protecting them and while yes that is completely <laughs> a humanistic and unflawed way to think it also on the flip side is a flawed way of thinking because 
he is inherently only about self-preservation and that's why he follows Holden and Naomi because they are the people that will take care of other people in the world and care about the whole bigger overhead that have more of a selfless nature about them that I don't think is as as given as much as important as the person that you know is that guy you know what I mean it's also why he gets to be the most likable character because he doesn't have to deal with those particular decision making that has a, a fallout that is going to cause more controversial opinions I mean his is pretty much black and white there's no gray in between so you don't have to have those feelings toward this character thus he's easy and I've made, I made that point many times and I'm not trying to take away from Amos's love ability because you know he is the man I love seeing him I loved him and Bobby's interactions <laughs> he's like um are you getting paid for this it's like I'm not doing it for the money like he doesn't understand duty he doesn't understand the people wanting to take Marco out because he is bad for the world He's more like, why do we keep getting pulled into this bullshit? But you have Holden, who's not thoroughly pleased about it either, because he knows that Christian is using them, as she's done plenty of times. But that never gets discussed as a character flaw for Christian. She's doing it for the right reasons, don't get me wrong. Uh, but at the same time, they should all be able to feel some kind of way, which is exactly that's all they're doing. You're allowed... And you should be expressing your emotions, whether they be negative or positive, about the current events. And Naomi walks off, not because she's angry at Bobby. And a few people are like, why is Naomi just angry at everyone? No, God gracious, why can't... <sighs> I've already went into it. I don't want to repeat myself. But no, she's not angry at Bobby. She just knows that that's... She's now got a front row seat to her own people being slaughtered. And it sucks. And while she says, yeah, I'm sure you will make quick work of them because you are the badass that you are. It's not personal against Bobby. It's the whole situation. It fucking sucks. So she ends up walking away. Amos is, he ends up walking away, but only much later after he hears that instead of, you know, driving a rocket through this ship, Abasarala wants to capture it. That's her grand plan. Capture the ship, get the data, use it for the good win. And she's also doing it politically. If it doesn't work out, she ain't got nothing to do with it. If it does work out, she gets to take all the credit. It is bullshit. It's straight up bullshit. But that's what soldiers do. But they're not soldiers. That's Amos's whole point why he walks away. Uh, Bobby's like, whoa, what a nice happy crew. <laughs> And he comes back and he goes, oh, since we're talking to crew, here's Clarissa. She's our new apprentice mechanic. Deal with that shit. You're doing, it's, it's almost the same thing he did last episode. This is how he reacts for things, tit for tat. Oh, we're, I'm not happy about what you came on board to do. You're not about to be unhappy. You're not about to be happy about this situation. And I love that Bobby didn't react like, oh, this is just... This shit's pretty fucking kidding me. She's a convicted felon. Do you not know what we all went through? Like, I was involved in that shit, too. <laughs> um, 
so yeah this is uh fucked up but okay and bobby and i love what holden said too it's not that i trust clarissa i trust amos and i think that i think shy brought it up or maybe it was mimi that yeah maybe naomi should it's not that she just shouldn't trust uh amos and his decision making she just doesn't like their decision like clearly they didn't space her that was my whole thing if you really didn't want someone who she don't give a fuck how much you <laughs> love amos you're gonna get rid of them i don't think it's a matter of trust i think it's a matter of amos i just lost someone i don't even get a chance to mourn the empty spaces that they are because someone else has now already filled that spot and it's just she's not it doesn't make her feel good good in her soul so she's reacting to that but when it was time to help her and help the crew that's exactly what she did so going into the actual battle because she's like yeah now that we got all our feelings out i'm about to go get something to eat but then holden asks, hey have you heard about these ships now this is another thing that's changed but i think it's to give holden a lot to do because he didn't have shit to do last season but naomi definitely was and i i hope that once he gets that information naomi takes over because i really don't i don't have a lot of <laughs> It just wouldn't seem as authentic that James would find this trait, even though he's more into it right now, or the uh, pattern, as much as um, as Naomi would. But yeah, he was working on it first anyway, so that's canon. Never mind. Uh, just remembered that that that's what he was doing actually all season, all book five when he was on. Tycho Station. I think I switched up Tycho Station in series last episode or Medina. But I think Tycho has a. I think more would flip on Marco that had those close connections to Dawes. You know, you killed Dawes after everything he did on Series Station. I can't think people really, really happy with that shit. Tycho Station, he built that up, Fred Johnson, and then look what he, you know, he took over that. Yeah, everybody might have got caught up in that initial, like, Walker feeling of striking back at the inners. Hooray. But now it's time to get down to the business. Like, fuck, nobody said destroy Earth. Like, that might be taking it a little too far. <laughs> and I think that's where where uh, the propaganda is going to come into play. Clarissa and Naomi are in the cargo bay. They are uh, preparing the... The bomb that's going to uh what's the word i'm looking for it's like an emp right takes out the ship and you see that naomi is checking up behind her work without saying anything <laughs> she allows her to do it but she checks up to make sure it's kosher and then they are spotted there's a chase Holden wants to just take out the drive. Um, Bobby has mission control and refuses to do so. Says, no, get me close, despite the risk and the danger and the fact that everyone has to brace and be tied to the deck. She is able to do a badass move by jumping out of, I mean, she, I love her in that power armor. <laughs> She's able to take the EMP and jump out onto the other ship and uh, make it dead in the water so that she can get inside and kill the other three that are inside holden is supposed to jump over as well as wes not wes 
Amos and Naomi. Naomi is going last. However, when she is about to jump, she immediately has PTSD. We all know PTSD can cause you to freeze. You relive the terrible experience. She's been through one. It's completely understandable here. I'm glad that they're focusing on her psychological trauma since we didn't really get a lot of her physical trauma. Um, well, actually we did. What am I saying? We watched her gas for air for fucking three episodes. Clarissa doesn't out her and say, hey, she's having a panic attack. She just says, I'll do it. She jumps off to her credit. Now, we all know that Clarissa is a mechanic. And she is not really built for this particular stuff. That Like, she's still an apprentice. She's still in training. And that's why Naomi said stop. Because she knew she was putting herself in particular danger. And she really felt bad about it. But, you know, she stepped back up. She went up to the comms. You know, Clarissa wasn't really, like, Bobby's giving, putting pressure on her. Like, come on, we need you to do this. Or the whole thing is going to be fucked. Um, when she said, I got it. You heard Holden being like, what the fuck you mean? What's going on with Naomi? Are you okay? She says, I'm all right. She then is able to help Clarissa figure out, you know, they did teamwork in this moment. Like, they both were in a position in which they were out of their depth. And they ended up supporting each other despite the friction that is between them. Because that is what crew and family do. And that's why she said thank you. Because she knew she didn't really know what she was doing. But she wanted to prove in that moment to Naomi that I got you just I love those scenes that can happen without you needing to have your hand held but the only difference is how many people didn't get that she sees someone coming for Bobby and she activates her mod but then she ends up passing out that scene was just weird there's no way to get around it <laughs> Um, the whole, uh, the, the way they try to showcase her with her mods has always been rather, eh, for me, uh, doing it in space, uh, just, I don't know how you could have done it, but it just, it, it, it did not register or compute in any way in which I was, I could say anything kind about it, but she ends up throwing up in her face mask, so Bobby has to take her back to the ship which allows for Amos and Holden to go in and they actually take out the last belter. They're able to secure the data core and they hit pay dirt. Naomi and Holden have a brief interaction where he asks, are you okay? Like, what happened? Is this something... She says, I'm fine, I'm alright. Is this something that you can... That you don't want to talk about or you can't talk about? Or something to that effect. And she says, the second. And he says, okay. And I like showing their professional relationship as well as their intimate relationship. Because she's che he's checking in on her as a crew member. Like, what's up? <laughs> I need to know these things. We need to know these things. We have to discuss these things. Because if this is a problem, then we, we're going to have to adjust. But they're both professional about it. She knows that she's going to have to eventually 
you know, open up a little bit more about what she's going through. It's not a strong suit of Naomi's. We already know this. Knowing the character by now, this is just, quite frankly, I think some of the overflow from what happens when you leave an abusive relationship, particularly an emotionally abusive. You shut down. You have so many layers protecting that raw emotion being vulnerable opening her wounds the judgment everything that you know she psychologically never really processed our family really needs to hear this and i hope we have a moment even if it's in the bonus i love that we're getting these little small bonus five minute extras to have that type of conversation and i don't want it with just holden i want it with amos too because while he forgave her they never ever really talked about it even when she stabbed him with the good night juice she never really fully other than him understanding you know i was trying to stop you from doing something that you wanted to do like i don't have that autonomy to do that even though it was a place of concern the only person that's going to be able to help him understand is her and she needs to be able to guide him to those conclusions that he won't understand on his own um or fully understand on his own i'm not saying he's dumb because i think some people think i mean that <laughs> when i'm talking about amos but no i think it's just clear by now he's emotionally stunted to a certain degree and he doesn't have that particular i think someone else called him a sociopath he just doesn't it's not a negative trait it's just part of who he is so after this mission goes well on the Zenobia, Christian was avoiding Monica because she's she does keep popping up. Like I know something's going on. Like bitch, I'm gonna revoke your clearance if you keep abusing it. Then she calls her in, and she still doesn't have any chill. <laughs> like I know something's going on. Either it's really really bad, or oh what oh my, it actually might be good. She's like that's not why I called you here. I called you because I want you to do an expose on how this is affecting regular earthers so that maybe some belters will feel a little less good about killing them you know maybe we can change some people's minds to get them back on our side and now that we are suffering the way they have suffered we have a better understanding on how we should be treating them it's not just one-sided but i think that's a good plan i didn't want to talk about her plan too much because I knew this is kind of where it was going. Monica's like, I know you just guilt tripped me. She says, I practice it alone all the time. <laughs> this is a huge win and I'm glad they got it out of the way episode two so that we can get to really taking down Marco Anaros because now they can redeploy their fleet since they have where all of the rocks that they plan to send to Earth to destroy it. They, they have that data now and they know because the one guy uh marco found out because the one guy was transmitting like yeah i'm getting rid of the data no nope, i'm actually not i'm not i failed on that this was a major strategic strategic advantage for marco and i think that's why the glum look was on rosenfeld's face because he's all excited for the fight and she's like wait a minute we have so many ships we also don't have the capacity to resupply them we don't have the capacity, well, maybe from stealing things from other colony ship, uh, colonies, 
but we also can't remake them once they're gone they're gone and we've already lost if you've been paying attention quite a few in the last episodes um you know he had a fleet of them but he he's uh he he knows that he uh i think some of his constituents have to know that he is no match other than um other than shitty guerrilla tactics they're no match for an out-on-out war with the inners and i think that marco doesn't think that it's that's the truth <laughs> he's blind to that so we have a last scene on the rossi where amos like you could tell he was a little nervous about like she did good he's glad she proved herself and he's proud of her but he also was he knew she was out of her depth so he's assuring her like you saved her life and even bobby's like she said she you know she did something good for me we're gonna reward you for that and that is worth something and that's how you're supposed to earn your stripes <laughs> you earn it by doing things that get people closer on your side so i don't know once again why people thought this wouldn't have needed to happen before anyone would thaw and that is when holding comes and asks to speak with her uh, amos is like i ain't going nowhere and he's like okay well i guess you're going to be here for this conversation it's your fault by the way or it's my fault by the way because i should have been treating you more than just a favor to amos you're part of the fucking crew whether i like it or not and if you are part of the crew you need to follow fucking command okay if you decide you want to do something or the plan needs to change you need to run it through me first uh if you do something that you're not supposed to and put yourself in danger that's gonna piss me off <laughs> she says i know i'm sorry it won't happen again a lot of people thought that they were she was i don't get why people still took a front at this some people still because you know they're stands not fans stands but uh this was him and her reaction was perfect she chuckled that's the first time he referred to me as crew and she had a tear in her eye because she knew what that meant when amos is like you know you just got chewed out yeah but that's what family does <laughs> he he chewed me out because he cared if he didn't care he wouldn't give me the time of day and that's where you know that little bit of respect is gonna have to be earned i also think that she knows that her relationship with naomi is going to be different than say her relationship with amos or with holden you know she's going to have to earn it with each person and she knows she's gonna have to earn it the most with naomi because for the ad nauseum 20th time their reaction was 10 times more personal than the other two and lest we forget this war is 20 times more personal for naomi than it is for anybody else on this ship it's not just the belters it's her son it's the worst mistake she ever made in uh, a mate and a partner it's yeah maybe a little bit of the proto-monarchy i think she has that on her soul but i've already made my my thoughts clear about that but that's not to say that this isn't all weighing on her on top of a terrible ass experience that she just have it's just not going to play out the same and i have a feeling it's only going to get worse because 
Bobby's gonna stay on the ship and she probably has more to do when it comes to going after Marco and Narles, which means that she is once again gonna have to go face to face with her abuser and I don't know I just I really that man is a fucking predator and he still has something she very much cherishes and cares about because she knows what happened to her when she was 17 and she he raised that boy into taking her spot in a sense and she's no she there's no way she's gonna be able to entangle herself from those emotions that are only being compounded even further with the rossi being the primary uh defense mechanism for earth i know that i focus a lot on naomi but i do think out of all the other characters she's the one voice that doesn't seem to be heard as much or discussed as much in any detail so i feel always compelled to do so but i really liked holden in this episode i liked his responses um i'm waiting for him uh to really show his holding out and i mean tactically but he really showed himself as a true captain in this episode more so than i've seen in quite a while with him you know how he handled bobby amos naomi he knows where everyone is at and he is he is perceptive to where everyone's coming from but he's also holding them together and i like seeing that from the captain now that we don't have alex to try to be that mediator which that was a really good point too you know alex was the person that got people to see each other as family to get them to stick together and not having that glue um is definitely going to need someone else to step in and and be that going into the zenobia i'm so glad that truck just went away just every time it's outside my fucking window i hate that truck i hate it and it parks there all the fucking time we'll find another parking spot i actually think i might park over there just so he didn't park right there so if you hit the bonus content you would have got some additional information uh one of the biggest things we got was the whole what is going on with christian avasarala i like this small little look into her world she tells her second in command after getting some more terrible news about the planet after talking to the prime minister on mars i love that we finally get to see a martian reaction that they're pissed and that they he said there's some type of maneuver i look forward to showing you so hopefully that's something we're going to get to see i'm glad that we have the prime minister back uh, he was missing from last season certainly I, I really enjoyed him in the book uh so they're definitely looking or happy for this win but when it comes to their environment you know as christian says now we we're pretty much belters because we don't have food or air it's all contaminated and the response is one of her second command saying that we should melt i don't even know but it seemed like a war crime which is why she went in her room <laughs> like get the fuck out of my face <laughs> with some dumb like you should have perspective here you should be thinking on <laughs> how this came about and instead you're you're right back knee deep into these old reactions she's not in good health and it looks like she is going to take action about her not good great health something that did come out in the books 
she is about to take a, five, a 10 minute slumber which i don't know what are you a fucking bat a two, a, <laughs> i'm sorry i i can i can dirt nap but i ain't never seen somebody cross their arms like that to dirt nap but nevertheless she gets a call which i'm so glad because she had them uh, they're on luna it's my guess and she's on the zenobia but she is they are focusing more on the fact that she has children and grandchildren uh, i'm glad we finally met amai is what her name is but her granddaughter plants a garden her mom's like don't bother your <laughs> don't bother your grandma but she's like look i just wanted you to know we're all doing our part to help and i think that that inspires her to not only take whatever doctor's advice she was ignoring but it gives her the inspiration that there's this new generation you know that makes everything that she's doing worth fighting for she needs to live longer because she's going to be the only person that has the chill and understanding and emotional intelligence to guide humanity through this new next step of you know they say they're working together but they're you know that was the why Naomi had that look because are they working together or all or, or is it Earth and Mars against the belt? You know, uh, so I, I love this small peek into her thought process, what's weighing on her, how she's getting through her days, and then what inspires her to do what needs to be done for that next generation. And that she still has family. She still has people to love and care for. Because the one thing she does care about is everyone else. But sometimes she can forget about those people closest to her. So her taking the time to send that message. I thought it was all just, just very well done for Avasarala's character. And what I've been wanting since season 5 is her understanding that her personal, interpersonal relationships are just as important as her political maneuvers and with that sentiment we'll go ahead and end the recap here and hop on into the mailbag Christina, it's me, Shy. I'm here to give my feedback for The Expanse, episode two of season six. I'm trying to get my feedback in because the boys want to go see the Spider Man movie, and so um, my son bought tickets um, for us to see the movie. Um, this is like a thing that we try to do, um, we haven't done it as much as they've gotten older, but um, they're excited about seeing the movie and they want me to come with. So that's what I'm going to do um, this evening. But wanted to make sure I got my feedback in for this episode before things got crazy. And then next thing you know, I might end up forgetting and then feeling like crap because I didn't get it in, especially when you delayed um, doing the podcast so that um, we can try to get our feedback in. Anyway, um, as for this episode, um, I enjoy this episode a lot. Uh, I'm just 
I mean, I could be in the minority and just liking that is it's building up to whatever um, is going to happen. I was shocked to hear that this final season only has six episodes. When you said that in your last podcast, I was <laughs> I was completely taken off guard by that because I had no idea it was only six episodes. So I'm definitely trying to just take it all in and see um what happens um i have no obviously the books are there but um and i didn't read them so i have no earthly idea what the end results and i i guess a part of me likes that in a way but and then a part another part of me wishes i had more understanding of what was going on so it's kind of like a mixed bag but I don't know, maybe watching this first and then reading the book. Because I, I enjoy the book more because I have more knowledge because of the show. The last book that I we read. Um, so I don't know. The Mrs. Game. Who knows? Uh, but it doesn't matter now. So it is what it is at this point. Um, it's just very interesting. The uh, the spin that they use. Uh, Marco um, used to uh, justify... Um, Philip murdering his friend. I'm like, really? Uh, assaulting a superior officer? Is that what we're going with? Really? Um, but hey, I mean, this is Marco's world. We just live in it. He's uh, the in, head of the Free Navy, and this is what he deems is the uh, the law, I guess, um, in this regard. You know, it's interesting um, when Marco is talking with. Um, Philip and then with the the girl that yeah and I was I had to pause uh, for a bit in last episode not pause literally but because I was trying to figure out who she was from last season because I couldn't I couldn't place her and then you said that and then it said it in this episode and I think you said it in the last um, feedback that she's a new character for this season so that made me feel better because I was I felt bad that I didn't know who she was I'm like and but she was just so prominent in the in that last episode, so I felt like I should have known who she was. But anyway, um, yeah, the isn't you know the dilemma about when you have kids and you want them to have a better life than what you had, so you strive to get somewhere in life to succeed, and then you want to you know pay it forward to your kids, give them better things, give them more of an advantage than you had, but then. They're not really going to have the same struggles that you had. They're not going to, their experience is going to be completely different from, you know, our experiences as parents. And so they're going to have a totally different um, mindset and perspective on things. And so I find that interesting that, you know, um, you know, Marcus was talking about he needs him to be the man that he should be. And what exactly does that mean? And, you know, more like you, where you're trying to, you felt like with Na- uh, Naomi out the way that, um, and you raised, primarily raising him, that your influence would reign supreme. Um, and then this small part, the small time that he spent with his mother just threw a monkey wrench in that whole plan. And so... It's very interesting, um, yeah, because he continues to point out that Philip is the one that brought her onto the ship. It wasn't his decision. It wasn't something he wanted, and it's probably for that very reason, because he knows um, 
yeah, that Philip had some a soft spot for his mom, even though he tried to raise him a certain way and to think a certain way. Monica just cracked me up, and I'm, I know she's depressed, and that's what they're supposed to do. But I'm like, why? Why would you think that um, Chrissy's gonna give you state secrets? Like you're depressed. She's not gonna tell you anything. So it's like, uh, it just, it always, it just cracks me up with like, uh, she'd be looking so surprised that they're not telling her anything. Like, no, they're not gonna tell you so you can go blab it to the whole wide world. Like that doesn't make sense. You see that the Rossi is trying to um, capture the ship. Bobby comes on board, which I was so happy to see her. I think Mimi said it in her last feedback about wanting to see Bobby back on the Rossi and so here you are <laughs> um I and I agree I mean I feel like Bobby fits more with the Rossi than hanging out with Chrissy like her skills are better suited to being with the crew than being where I forget where they are um just being her assistant I don't know what she was down there her bodyguard but I, I felt I feel like her skills are better suited doing what she was doing in this episode, helping out Holden and the crew and getting this information that um, they needed to try to turn the tide on the war. And of course, we got to see Bobby being a badass jumping on that ship. It's just that's that's what I love. I'm glad that she joined. Uh, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know for how long now that they got the information and she's going to stay with them or she plan on docking at whatever station they go to next. But I'm liking that that she's there. All right. That scene with Clarissa puking in her suit, that was gross. But I but I was glad to see that she helped Bobby out and. We saw that Naomi's having a panic attack. And of course, you know, Holden was um, panicking himself, trying to figure out what the hell was going on with her because he knows something is not right. So him asking her, are you all right? Or are you just not ready to talk about it? And she says the second. So, I mean, it's it was clear that Naomi is just not, she's not, there's a lot weighing on her. And it just seems like it's getting heavier and heavier um, as time goes on. And I agree with what you said, uh, Christina, in your last feedback about um, or your recap about her lack of communication, her not willing to open up, um, even with Holden, with as close as they are, as, as much as they love each other, she's still holding back from him. She's not opening up, letting him know what's going on with her. Um, so... That's something she's definitely going to need to do, especially in lieu of, you know, in this particular situation, she wasn't able to help out and it's affecting her mentally. Then we have the um, drummer um, and her trying to trade uh, Michio. And um, I was like, poor Michio, they don't even trust these people originally. And they still going to drop her off with this this person named Walker. Um, so, of course, that leads to them trying she, her trying to join forces and strike Marco from uh, from the underbelly. Um, and so there we go. So we're starting to see certain forces uh, come together and information starting to um be available so that they can strike back and of course marco being the cocky sob that he is thinks that that's not there's nothing to it that he's got this but and that you know of course they they say pride comes before the fall so here we go 
we see um Philip's guilt in 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 his uh in his scenes in regards to his friend Johan. And so I'm wondering what that all means. I'm still trying to figure Philip out. I mean, I know you talked about him um, a bit in your feedback on your recap last week, but he's still such a fascinating character because, yeah, I mean, it's just it's so there's such complexity to him, even at such a young age um, that is, I'm just very curious as how his story is going to play out. But that's it for me. I'm almost at 10 minutes. So until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic. Queen of the couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Since we've been recording, I now have a little baby on my lap. And she's going to join us. (laughs) If you hear her uh, deciding to give some shout outs. But um, very much agreed with a lot of your feedback. Uh, Philip is a very complex character. I think it's very easy to write him off as, you know, uh, well, he's just like his father, da 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 da, or, you know, he made his bed, he can sleep in it. But it, it's, I think it is easy to forget, and <laughs> Mimi brought it up a few times, the actor made doesn't look like that, that he is a child, that he is a 16 year old boy who started this when he was 15 years old, completely immersed in only one narrative and that narrative is Marco Narles's narrative and then he gets to a point where he gets to meet this person that he's been told so many things about that just isn't true and not only that that person is a good person that person seems to fight for the same ideas as what their dad is fighting for and you think it's because she's weak and you find out that no she's not weak at all so that it's caused a trajectory in him that he doesn't really know what to do with um and it's not even just that marco didn't really raise him send it i think that philip is holding on to the only familial figure that he has he doesn't have anyone anymore you know he doesn't have sin he doesn't have the other chick that was always so angry forgot her name already you know um he, he doesn't have that so now it's all about the approval like if the, I can't even get the approval of my father what is it all worth and do, is it worth it so I, I think that that is their particular struggle does he continue to follow this person or does he I don't know walk away because sometimes that is the only option that one has I'm not sure what the show is going to do there's part of me that thinks that you know they may choose a different course for him but i do feel it's very intriguing to watch i agree with everything else that you you wanted to discuss i'm not sure if you watch the x-ray episodes if you hit bonus content you will get an extra five minutes of the episode so um i didn't feel too bad for for michio i think that they had like the cargo was they planned on dropping her off at at Ganymede, but you know they're they're always gonna have to run into someone who might there's a huge bounty on them they're always gonna have to be on their p's and q's but i think they trusted them enough to say hey this person that's not hunted can you please drop them off somewhere where they'll be safe if you hear the neighbors upstairs i can't multitask <laughs> i got too many things happening in my hand right now <laughs> oh, then my daughter comes in just to stare at me mug me oh and i meant, meant to mention it on your will of time uh 
feedback. You know, I never mind putting, this is a fun, this is a hobby for me. So uh, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to get this out because I don't have any other time. But if I can always put it out for a delay, you know, because we all have life things that we want to be able to do and also be able to watch our shows and, and be included in the conversation. So if I ever have the chance to be flexible, of course. Uh, and I think that's uh, pretty much all we needed to discuss this week. It's a pretty cut and dry episode for the most part. If you want to join in our next episode, you can send feedback to blackercouch at gmail.com. You can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. <laughs>